You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Yeah. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Oh, once she grabs, she won't let go. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. None of that soft stuff. Rock, rock. None of the heavy metal stuff. Rock, rock, <clears throat> rock and Nicole. Just a little bit of jazz. Rock, rock, rock and Nicole. And tonight, it's going to be, um, I think I'm going to have to pull out Four-Way Street. Four-Way Street is, uh, was, what, it was a soundtrack of my youth, an album, a live album from Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Here we go again. I'm telling you, this is going to be an almost daily occurrence, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. David Crosby has died. He was 81 years old. David Crosby, founding member of The Birds, um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. There's a picture um, with with David Crosby, with me and Allison when she was very young. Um, uh, so... Uh, I, there are no words. I, you know, again, 81 years old, and David Crosby lived a tough life. Um, you know, I, I think many didn't expect him to live this long. Uh, it's a good thing today's Friday, uh, Thursday. Sorry, I'm a little uh, discombobulated. It's Thursday. Howie Klein will be here today. I don't know if he has a David Crosby song. Da- Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young was on Atlantic Records, I believe. I believe. Don't hold me to that. I could be wrong. It's been a while. Um, so I don't, I don't know that Howie ever met him, but, you know, look, I did. There, there's, there's the proof, the photographic proof. It's the only picture that, in fact, I think that was the only time I ever met him. It was actually at a, a music industry gathering, uh, my friend Michelle's house. Um, and Allison, you know, was just a baby. We had just uh, had been home uh, for a short while from Kazakhstan anyway. David Crosby just saw the news literally 30 seconds before I came on the air. And what happened is I saw something on Twitter and I said, oh, this is just, it said, this is just too sad. And it was a picture of David Crosby 
And I'm like, oh, no, please don't be. And I clicked the wrong button and I lost the page. So I had to go back and find that tweet. And sure enough, that's what it said. Um, David Crosby, Birds and Crosby, Sills, Nash co-founder dies at 81. It says um, his wife released a statement to Variety saying it is with great sadness after a long illness that our beloved Dave David Cros, Crosby has passed away. He was lovingly surrounded by his wife and soulmate Jan and son Django. Although he's no longer here with us, his humanity and kind soul will continue to guide and inspire us. His legacy will continue to live on through his legendary music. Peace, love, and harmony to all who knew David and those he touched. Uh, at this time, we respectfully and kindly ask for privacy as we grieve and try to deal with our profound loss. Thank you for the love and prayers. You know, that is one thing. That when someone who has a catalog of, you know, of, of their work that lives on, and it's somebody we don't personally know, we don't feel the, honestly, come on, you and I wouldn't know the difference. David Crosby is now gone. Sad. Um, nothing will change for us except we won't ever see him in concert again, but we might not have anyway. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to rationalize um, as our rock heroes and um, favorite artists uh, get older, we're all getting older. We're all going to die, but they're all aging. You know, if I'm 63 and I'm 63, um, the, the, my rock gods from my childhood are all up around that age. They're in their seventies and eighties. And, they're going to be leaving us. And, you know, I, I, I think I, I, yeah. all right, let me, let me, we're going to move on to something else because this is it's just too sad. And, but death is, is part of life. It's just, ah, so sad. Um, Four-Way Street, pull out your favorite Crosby, Sills, and Nash, CSNY album. And, and listen, at least we have that. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, Melissa Etheridge, you know, David Crosby was the 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 sperm donor uh, for her children, so I'm sure she's feeling a profound loss uh, today, as as are a lot of people. All right, um, I need to start off with something that you know. It, so so weird. Yesterday, I was all up in arms about this clip that I played for you from this doctor, this radiologist here in Florida, who's an advisor to the governor DeSantis. Um, and it was, it was at an event in which DeSantis was bragging that he's an anti-vaxxer or something. It was at an event where DeSantis was telling everybody that he's working with the legislature to make the executive order that he signed some time ago um, uh, temporarily banning mask mandates in schools and business places and vaccine mandates in in government offices and private businesses so much for small government and and no intrusion into your life and business he wants to make those bans on vaccine and mask mandates permanent because he's an anti-vaxxer because he's a covid denier even though people are still dying from covid and so yesterday I played the clip from that so-called doctor who got up at an event, an official 
event with the governor and said, don't get a vaccine. Don't do that. Before you do that, pray to Jesus. <laughs> what? So that that's what started me off yesterday. Um, okay, so that's what started me off yesterday. Today, I'm a bit dismayed. Uh, so Congressman Eric Swalwell, I, I wouldn't call him a friend, but a friend of the show. He's been on a few times. He, uh, you know, he follows me on Twitter. So we, some time ago, you know, we communicated and he came on the show and he was very nice. He's not the most progressive of the members of Congress, but he, progressive adjacent maybe, except what we learned yesterday. So I didn't see it, but David said, I'm coming out of the shower last night. And he said, you need to come see this. I said, what is it? He said, I can't tell you because you need to just see it. You need to hear it for yourself because if I paraphrase it, it won't have the same impact. I'm like, okay. And he had queued up on the TV, you know, everything time shifts these days. Um, Nicole Wallace's show from yesterday. Because, you know, she does some good stuff. She has some decent interviews. And Eric Swalwell was on. And they're talking about the failed uh, New Mexico state uh, Republican um, nominee for some um, uh, state office, I guess the state house or something, or a commission or whatever, who lost his elections by, by, uh, by a big mark, by like 35 points. But of course, he won't concede. He's saying it was stolen. It was fixed. It's a fraud because that's what they do. But what they don't usually do, and he did, is he hired four people, four people to go out and shoot up with a gun, shoot the homes of four elected Democratic officials. Elected officials from the Democratic Party, this guy, a Republican, a maggot Republican, who lost his election bid, but is contesting it because it's fixed, hired people, paid people to go shoot up these homes. This is dangerous. I heard this morning that one of those homes, um, there was a 10-year-old child who, who went and said, Mommy, I think there are spiders in my bed. There weren't spiders in her bed. It was the drywall that when the, 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 the bullets went into the house, cracked the drywall, and drywall fell in her bed. That's what she was feeling and said she thought it was there were spiders in her bed. That's how close they came. That's how off their rockers these people are. They are fucking out of their minds. They, the, today's Republican Party have COVID deniers, anti-vaxxers, election deniers, people who are embracing Donald Trump's big lie and all his other bullshit that he spews on a daily basis. It includes the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and the Three Percenters, these organized domestic terrorist groups that go around that want to overturn our democracy, that want to uh, invalidate our elections that want to create chaos in our world. So that's what they're talking about. Eric Swalwell, 
is on MSNBC with Nicole Wallace. I backed it up just a little bit so you could hear a little bit of the context, but I didn't, I have the whole thing. Should you want to hear the whole thing? And uh, honestly, I can't justify what he said. And you're going, okay, what did he say already? What did he say already? Well, let me show you what he said already. Because, um, yeah, this is, uh, this is not good. All right, so we'll go to the videotape. There we go. They've gone One to the D.C. jail. One of them did. Right, Brian Fitzpatrick, right, right. former FBI agent. Right. Uh, they went to the D.C. jail. That's where they have continued to go mm-hmm. to show They're talking about the so, uh, I think, law enforcement, um, with the day they were honored, the, the Capitol Police, the day they were honored just a couple of weeks ago, that none of the one Republican showed up for the ceremony, for the honoring. The rest of them went to the D.C. jail to show solidarity with the insurrectionists who were convicted and are serving time or are awaiting trial in jail. That's where they went the day that Congress honored the the Capitol Police who defended the Capitol on January 6th. Okay, sorry, back to Eric Swalwell and Nicole Wallace. Here we go. You know, it's, it's never been about backing the blue. It, it's backing the coup now and anything that logically flows uh, to support that. What do you worry about when you look at our politics? I mean, you had a prominent role in the impeachments. You've now got Republican House members. I think they're talking about expunging the impeachments from Trump's record. I mean, what do you what do you what do you what do you look at? What do you see on the horizon? What I mostly worry about is, it, you know, political rhetoric is always going to be hot. Uh, but now with you know vast access to social media, you know, political leaders not condemning the violence. You mix that in with a country that is absolutely armed to the teeth, and, and even yeah. more so because of Supreme Court decisions, governors trying to, you know, outflank each other with access to firearms. Uh, that's a deadly, uh, deadly cocktail. And, and I just fear that what we saw in New Mexico, you know, just in the last month, uh, you know, a lawmaker, a, a former candidate shooting up the homes of lawmakers, See? Uh, that okay. that will beget more violence. And that's why it's so important. You know, we can't stop all violence, but we can speak out. Listen, here. Unified against here. all violence. Oh. Is there a more robust role in out for Coming. the current leadership of the FBI and the Justice Department? I, look, they have taken on the largest case ever in the United States in the January 6th attack. And, mm-hmm. and I commend them for still hunting down and posting images of people, you know, who were uh, responsible. Uh, they also uh, have asked us to fund more uh, to protect like synagogues, for okay, example. Okay, good. That's good. We're that going, provides. we're getting somewhere. We're, we're, yeah, there's a point yeah, and, and we we're going to make here. Protect judges. And, of course. And we also have a you know, responsibility on our side. I, I will condemn every single day Antifa and, and anyone who, uh. you know, threatens political violence, but it seems like it's a one-sided uh, condemnation. And, and okay, did you hear that? He's talking about these Cretans, these domestic terrorists, the, the, the idiot, this, this, Sol- this Solomon Pena guy in New Mexico who hired four people to shoot guns, bullets into the homes of four elected Democrats. He was, they were talking about the insurrection, the people who attacked the Capitol and Eric Swalwell engaged in both siderism, but, but, but he took it to the next extreme because he's talking about who Antifa Antifa, don't you know, Eric Swalwell, 
I'm Antifa. You should be Antifa. Antifa are people who are against fascism. Anti-fascist. That's what Antifa stands for. There is no organized group called Antifa. You can't become a member of Antifa. You can say, I am Antifa. I'm Antifa. Uh, let me play it for you again, and I'll shut up this time so you can hear what he said. All violence, but we can speak out unified against all violence. Is there a more robust role in that speaking out for the current leadership of the FBI and the Justice Department? I, look, they have taken on the largest case ever in the United States in the January 6th attack. And, and oh, I did I, oh, maybe I didn't go back far enough. I'm sorry. Hold there on. Are, Let me go back a little further. Politics. I mean, you had a prominent role sorry. in the impeachments. You've now got Republican House members. I think they're talking about expunging the impeachments from. Oh, Trump's now maybe record. I went back I mean, too you, far. You, <laughs> I screwed you, this all up. Look, Where am I? No, it's coming here. What I mostly worry about is it. You know, political rhetoric is always going to be hot, uh, but now with you know vast access to social media, you know, political leaders not condemning the violence. You mix that in with a country that is absolutely armed to the teeth and, and even yeah. more so because of Supreme Court decisions, governors trying to, you know, outflank each other with access to firearms. Uh, that's a deadly, uh, deadly cocktail. And, and I just fear that what we saw in New Mexico, you know, just in the last month, uh, you know, a lawmaker, a, a former candidate shooting up the homes of lawmakers, uh, that that will beget more violence. And that's why it's so important. You know, we can't stop all violence, but we can speak out unified against all violence. Is there a more robust role in that speaking out for the current leadership of the FBI and the Justice Department? I, I, now I can't find this clip again. I went too far. Okay, hold on. I do have it. I did just pull the video. So you know what, this I'm playing right off the show. Hold on one second, because I'm going to just pull up the the um, the edit. It's not the edited, the uh, the 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 video clip that I pulled so I'd have it handy and wouldn't have to deal with this stuff that I'm going back and forth and not finding it. All right. So let's try it and so this I, way. I think, you know, it's, it's never been about backing the blue. It, it's backing the coup now and, and anything that logically flows uh, to support that. Okay. Here what we go. do you worry about when you look at our politics? I mean, you had a prominent role in the impeachments. You've now got Republican House members, I think they're talking about expunging. It's worth hearing it again. Trump's ah. record. I mean, what do you, what do you. This is a long you, clip. What Sorry. At? What do you see on the horizon? What I mostly worry about is it, you know, political rhetoric is always going to be hot. Uh, but now with, you know, vast access to social media, you know, political leaders not condemning the violence, you mix that in with a country that is absolutely armed to the teeth and, and even yeah. more so because of Supreme Court decisions, governors trying to, you know, outflank each other with access to firearms. Uh, that's a deadly, uh, deadly cocktail. And, and I just fear that what we saw in New Mexico, you know, just in the last month, uh, you know, a lawmaker, a, Threw a me off too. shooting up the homes of lawmakers, uh, that that will beget more violence. And that's why it's so important. You know, we can't stop all violence, but we can speak out unified against all violence. Is there a more I don't know why I'm not finding this clip. Maybe I didn't go far enough. Maybe it's coming up FBI after this. I need to Department. get to that point again. They have taken on the largest case 
ever in the United States in the January 6th attack. And, and, and I commend them for still hunting down and posting images of people you know, who were uh, responsible. Uh, they also uh, have asked us to fund more. Oh, yeah, uh, it is. It's after this. I'm sorry. I've been playing the same clip over and over again. I didn't go far enough. Judges. Yeah. And then we should protect judges. And, of course. And we also have a you know, responsibility. Here we go. I, I will condemn every single day Antifa and, and anyone who, you know, threatens political violence. Uh, okay. Here's the thing. Antifa, a few things. Congressman Swalwell, um, you will co- you will condemn every single day Antifa and anyone who threatens political violence. Again, Antifa isn't an organization like the Proud Boys, like the Three Percenters or whatever they're called, like the Oath Keepers, like the maggots who, who invaded the Capitol. Antifa is not a, an organization. It's a philosophy. It's a, it's, it's a mindset. I am, I'm Nicole Sandler, and I am Antifa because I'm anti-fascist. That's what it means. And he's saying, you know, he condemns Antifa every day and anyone who threatens political violence. We're not threatening political violence. We're trying to defend democracy. I'm, I'm astounded. So I put out a little Twitter thread last night. And, you know, it's funny because Eric Swalwell does follow me on Twitter. And I, I messaged him. I think I was... I was um, uh, courteous. I was polite. Let me see if I can't pull this up so I can I can at least share with you um, uh, the thread. Twitter.com. Nicole. Yeah, I'm still on Twitter. Don't ask why, because um, I'm a I'm a I'm a masochist. My my blue check seems to still be there or seems to be back. Um, let's see. I need to mute that. All right. Uh, <laughs> there's so much stuff I can show you here. First of all, let me show you this. Do I have this screen? Here I can. Um, this is uh, uh, a a photograph that I found. Um, that somebody posted on Twitter. You see this? It says, uh, the United States of America, Global Anti-Fascism Initiative, Washington, D.C., Antifa. This, it, and it's, a, it's an ID card, and it's General Dwight D. Eisenhower. Dwight David Eisenhower, lifetime member of Antifa. I guess I was wrong. Maybe it was an organization back in the day. Um... That's, I believe, where it came from. I don't know. Uh, The date is December 8th, 1941. It says Global Anti-Fascism Initiative. It is requested that all cooperation and courtesies be extended to his something. That's all I can read. Um, So there's that. Uh, But but the the multi-parted tweet that I sent last night said, I tweeted at Eric Swalwell. I just saw a clip of you on MSNBC today talking about the maggot loser in New Mexico who paid people to shoot Democrats' homes. And you said you condemn every single day Antifa. You're equating Antifa with these terrorists? And then I continued. The next tweet said, and you know there is no Antifa. I'm Antifa because I'm anti-fascist. I hope you're Antifa too. But it is not an organization, certainly not one threatening violence. 
but mostly unaffiliated people who are against fascism. Please rethink the both siderism. And then I, I went back for one more. I said, the left is not threatening our democracy, not storming the Capitol, not, uh, and not doing anything even vaguely resembling what these wingnuts are doing, have done, or plan to do in the future. This is not a both sides thing. But here we are. Eric Smallwell should know better. And, and uh, you know what? I want to see if, and, and obviously it's been retweeted, and shared, and, and others have um, written similar things. I want to see if he's even responded at all. And um, let's see, he tweeted something, he retweeted the Congressional Integrity Project a couple of times. He retweeted Aaron Rupar uh, about George Santos's lies. Uh, we can have some fun with that. He's retweeting something about moron death sentence. Uh, he's retweeted something about ABC News, about Biden's infrastructure law, uh, something from Jamie Harrison, Ed O'Keefe. He's retweeted a whole lot of people, but not me. And he certainly didn't answer my question, but a lot of retweets. Um, yeah, he's not even addressing this. And that's really a shame. Eric Swalwell, you should be better than this. I, I'm, I, yeah, he should be better than this. And, and um, uh, there's nothing there. There's no there there. Eric Swalwell has ignored the fact that he's equating people who are against fascism with these domestic terrorists. And it's, uh, it's really pissing me off. Okay, I guess I've I've beaten that horse to death. Although that's a horrible um, analogy. The, the, I, some of these old sayings that that we use are just, um, uh, you know, horrible, morbid. Yeah, beating a dead horse. Mm. All right. So there is other stuff going on today. Um, we have hit the debt ceiling, so that happened. So now they're taking extraordinary. Um, um, precautions so that we can still pay our bills while the Republicans threaten to blow up the economy. It, it's, it's, it's astounding. This is another form of domestic terrorism. You notice that during the whole four years that, that the former guy was in office, we didn't have any of these debt ceiling standoffs. Because we don't play those games. We, the Democrats, are not playing those games. They know you don't fuck around with the good faith and credit of the United States of America. You just don't do it. And by the way, raising the debt ceiling does not authorize new spending. What it does is simply say, yeah, we will pay the bills that we've already committed to spending. We will pay for what we've already passed into law the spending allocations, we will pay those bills. That's all raising the debt ceiling does. But then you got someone like Marge Q. Green. Let me see if I can't find this. I had it up and everything sort of, uh, I don't know where I put anything anymore. Um, Marge, did I, did I, uh, did I keep the, did I, I think I, oh, I know what I did. Okay. I've got it here. So listen to what Marge Q. Green said on some TV show. 
going to send something to the Senate um, to make it to Joe Biden's desk to be signed. And we want to make sure that we have things in there that we have to have. I, for right. one, will not sign a clean uh, bill raising the debt, the debt limit. You won't do what, March? She won't sign a clean bill raising the debt limit? <laughs> hey, Marge, you don't get to sign anything. You can vote A or nay. Nay uh, is more like it for Marge Q. Green. There, you, you don't get to sign anything. You, you may be Kevin McCarthy's flunky. Uh, but you don't get, it's not up to you. You don't sign anything. And now here's the thing. Kevin McCarthy now only has a two-vote um, uh, win, a two-vote uh, buffer there. Because you know there was only four, right? Similar to the, the position that the uh, Democrats were in uh, not too long ago. But they they only had four votes to spare. It's why it took... 15 ballots for Kevin McCarthy to finally cut the deal and promise the world to these whoever, whatever they are um, in his caucus who were threatening to blow everything up, who held it over, held them hostage for 15 rounds of voting. Um, <laughs> they only have two now. One, I've, well, I forget what one is. I don't know what the third one is, but here's the list. And this is why. He won't do anything about George Santos because he needs his vote. But they're down another member because, again, it, for the guy from Florida, uh, Congressman Greg Stubbe from Florida fell off his roof. I kid you not. He fell off his roof and he's in the hospital. And that leaves Kevin McCarthy with a two-vote margin. <laughs> reading for i don't know oh this came from the washington post i believe stubby is your basic may, no it must not have come from uh, washington post they wouldn't have written it this way i don't know where it came from it was an email alert uh, stubby is your basic florida issue maggot oh it came from crooks and liars that's it he's a member of the freedom caucus and the republican can't study committee he supports the repeal of the affordable care act he signed on to oppose the certification of biden's election he voted by proxy on several issues citing the pandemic. Um, <laughs> but he really was off enjoying himself at CPAC. That's why he voted by proxy during the pandemic, not because he was sick or afraid to get COVID. He was at CPAC. And these are the same people who said, uh, no, no more voting by proxy. Well, Kevin McCarthy may be ruining that's the word, right? Ruining that decision because now he's down two. I, I don't know who the second one is. Maybe Howie knows. In fact, you know what? Oh, it is time. And and hold on. It's time for Howie. But before, well, but, yeah, before I get Howie, I got to do my, where did I do? Where did I put my blender? Ah! Oh, shit. Here it is. Okay. So I have my, my trusty blender. And today I'm mixing up a Dirty Debbie. Come on. Dirty Debbie. So this is actually blueberry acai, uh, but it's in my blend jet. Um, it's, uh, there's some powder stuck to the side, so I'm going to shake it a little bit. Um, and uh, so blendjet.com is where you go to get one of these handy-dandy little things. I filled it up with the, 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 the powder, 
with some liquid. I put in a combination of water and um, plant-based milk because this is vegan and um, ice. So I'm going to give it another blend and have it today. You can you can take this anywhere. It fits in the cup holder in your car. It is handy dandy. And these smoothies are really, really good, whether you make it yourself. And by the way, they have a Facebook group where people are sharing smoothie recipes. It's really cool. The flavor today is blueberry acai. Um, and again, if you go to blendjet.com and uh, put in the code, the promo code sent by Nicole 12, don't forget the 12, because you get 12% off and you get... Um, uh, uh, free two-day shipping, too. Yum. Um, a large party size grinder. I suppose you could say that. It is very good. Um, you know what? I didn't bring the thing in here. John Doe is going, mmm, powder. It is all vegan, all natural ingredients. But you don't have to use their, their mixes. You can make up your own recipe. And again, it's, they have a Facebook group with people posting wonderful different um, uh, smoothie recipes. Anyway, today it's a Dirty Debbie. Mm. Um, so again, blendjet.com in the promo code sent by Nicole 12. You'll get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Uh, enjoy. Okay, now it's time for you to mix up the Dirty Debbies, isn't it? Are you a multinational corporation hungry for a treat? Well, come on down to Schmucky Chuckies, where you'll personally be seated by Chuck Schumer himself. So many dishes, and they're all fresh. You're going to love our Blue Dog special, the Dino Burger, because we say so. A good hamburger and french fries. And every burger comes with a side order of grits. I love grits. I love anything with corn. It's corn. All for only $50,000. Wash it all down with a dirty Debbie. Nine-tenths water, one-tenth orange juice. After a week or two, you drink this, it's 200 calories, and it's acetic. And wipe your mouth with a tissue print of Glass-Steagall. For dessert, try our DNC tarts. Little cookies, tell the quality of that. Most restaurants give you a mint, but at Schmucky Chuckies, you get complimentary. Sweet and low. Who picks up the tab for all this? Find out now with Howie Klein of DownWithTyranny.com on The Nicole Sandler Show. Hi, Howie Klein. Hey, Nicole. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. So, before we get into anything, two things. First, I'll give you the good news. Um, thank you for your feedback. You still drive your 2009 Prius? <laughs> yes, but after I heard from you, I called my... Uh, my guy, uh, my, my mechanic, and I said, you know, a friend of mine told me, <laughs> anyway, I asked him if it's time to get a new battery, and he said, not really, but you could, and they're not very expensive, and so I, I'm going to get a new battery. Are you? But you, the car is still great, right? Because, yeah. drum roll please, Ale- we've been looking for a car for Allison. She crashed her other one. She finally purchased a 2013 Prius, but it's tricked out. It's like... You know, it's like the top trim level, so it's got the sunroof and the, you know, the wow. the premium stereo and the, and it looks like the cockpit of an airplane or a rocket ship. I mean, it's really cool, and she loves it. She's very very happy. So oh, great. Our long um, car nightmare is over. So uh, 
Yeah, mine that's... is the opposite of tricked out. Mine, mine is so plain and simple you wouldn't <laughs> believe it. In fact, I, I actually had to pay them to not include some, you know, some kind of navigation device <laughs> that I didn't want in it. I like doing things on my own. Uh-huh. I don't like, uh, you know, any kind of uh, technology telling me how to get to places. Yeah, uh, well, I, I hear you. But it's nice have it. she has the navigation. So when you're driving, it just shows you a map, and she needs that. It's good for her. Yeah, well, you know, then you'll never know how to get there without it, so it becomes a crutch. And I always fear, you know, looking at things instead of the road is dangerous. That's true, but it's right there. Anyway, she's thrilled with the car. I'm happy she got a car. We've been (laughs) in this car world now for uh, about five or six weeks, and it's been really frustrating um, uh, because, yeah, for a number of reasons. But anyway, so there's that. Now for the bad news. David Crosby. David Crosby what? died. And oh, I didn't have any idea. My God, I'm shocked. 81, 81 years old. And, you know, he's, he's pushed his life. He pushed his life to the limits. Um, but this, you know, this is where we are in life. This is going to keep happening. But it's just you, still yeah. you get that stomach punch when you see. And, and I saw this literally 30 seconds before it came on the air that he he died um do you have any david crosby stories i mean he was not in the warner family right he wasn't but uh although we we did i did work with him on a, on a uh we when when we had neil and we put out of crosby stills nash and young uh album on mm. warner brothers and we did a tour so i met him of course then. but i had known him earlier because i booked uh the birds to come and play at, at stony brook oh wow of course, you know, and I'm talking about Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and of course you work with Neil Young, and I, I guess I'm just, uh, you know, just still kind of in shock. You, you just because these are the people we grew up with, and it's just very and, sad. Uh, how old is he? Eighty-one. And what did he die of? He died of, uh, let's see. His wife said it was a long, um, after a long illness, is all she said. After a long illness, they didn't uh-huh. say what it was. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah, I know. So sad. I mean, I, like I said, I, I met him before there ever was a Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Wow. And, uh, you know, they came to play at my school. You know, it was, it, it, and they were not very well known. It was they were, you know, they were just a band. They were driving out in, in a car from New York City to Stony Brook, which is in Suffolk County. And there was a big storm, and they were like really late, and they were like all—I don't know about all, but he certainly was, and I think they all were zonked on acid. And, uh, and, and, you know, they came, they were very, very late. And, you know, the show had already, you know, we had already had the opening band on. Uh-huh. I begged the opening band to play more songs. <laughs> and, uh, and then they sort of stumbled out onto the stage eventually. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. you know, that's, it's, that's sad. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love them so much. They were such a great band. Um, they were. And I've seen them a number of times. And I bet I know which tour you're talking about. Neil Young put out the album Living With War. You, born then <laughs> no no not that and yes i was born i just wasn't in radio yet but um the the last one the, the crosby stills nash and young tour for neil oh, young's yes. living with war right yes. they they reunited and that was just an amazing tour that was a great yeah. album too and i went uh, you know i went with them on the road to a few places that was it was really incredible it was wonderful but the birds one that i was talking about yes i don't think you were alive then I was. I'm. I'm not that. I'm not young. I mean, yeah, I'm not as old as you, but I'm not, 
I was born in 59. I was alive. You were alive. I didn't realize yeah. that. So this yeah. is the year, because this was like in, I think, 66. Okay. Yeah, I was six. But you weren't alive, you weren't alive enough to know who the birds were. No, was I was six years old. I didn't know the birds then. But, but that's I did later. Um, I, I have one picture with David Crosby here. I'll put it up on the screen again. Um, it was at a it was at a music event at Promoter record, uh, Michelle Michelle Clark's house, and Allison was probably not even two yet. So we were just newly home from Kazakhstan. But there's me, Allison, and David Crosby. It's my only picture with him. Um, uh, but at least I have that. Yeah. What was that? That was me trying to find um, eight miles high. Oh. <laughs> then the sound came on, and I didn't mean it to. Gotcha. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to tweet that he uh, passed away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it's so sad. Um, tomorrow, I have on the show, my guest tomorrow, it's already taped, we taped it on Monday, is Dave Mason. Oh, great. He's touring. He has never stopped touring. And it's an interesting conversation we have. Again, it'll air tomorrow. I'm going to see him next Wednesday because he's just started a new tour. In fact, it starts tonight in Atlanta. Um, he And I asked, is it out of because you love touring or is it necessity? And he said both. He, you know, he said right now you can't. It, it's, a, it's a really tough climate for musicians, for established musicians. You, you put out new music and it doesn't get heard. So, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so there's my promo for tomorrow. So, Howie, so we, you weren't here last week. You had no power. Was that because of the storms? Uh, yeah, but it was, um, uh, yeah, it was. It basically was because of the storms. So the power has gone out a few times for me. But uh, I think when I couldn't come on the show, it was um, uh, someone was working on it to fix it. So rather oh. than it going out for any other reason. I gotcha. Okay. Well, that, you know, shit happens. But so, so we haven't spoken. So much has gone on. All of the committee assignments in Congress. I mean, look, we, and, and Kevin McCarthy, I don't know if we've spoken since uh, the 15 votes it took to get him speaker. And we still don't know what was in that three page agreement, although we kind of do because we see who's on what committee and we see where all those holdouts the ones who voted against him wound up and oh my god did they get big committee assignments that they shouldn't be sitting on yeah but you know um, my my bigger fear is not so much that they're on committees because that's going to happen anyway i mean you know the republicans have a majority they have a right to put whoever they want on whatever committee they want yep. so there's nothing we can really do about that uh, or even hope for better because it's not going to happen but what I'm worried about is what that's going to lead to in terms of um, – I can't, I can't believe what I just did. I put up, I put up a video of Eight Miles High, yeah. which I think David Crosby wrote, if I remember correctly. And the vid- I don't think he's in the video. Oh, no. <laughs> oh well, I'll let people tell me that. Yep, yeah. and they anyway, will. They will. Sorry about that. No worries. Uh, any, anyway um, – yeah, so what I'm worried about is what's going to come from that. In other words, uh, are, are they, you know, so, you know, are they actually going to pass legislation, uh, which won't ever be signed, but, but it becomes a negotiating point to um, 
raise the uh, the age of retirement. Like they, what they, you know, in France right now, they're fighting because they want to raise the age of retirement. I think to, I don't know, 62 or 64. That's what they, 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 you know, millions of people took to the streets today. Literally millions. Uh, there was a general strike in France protesting this exact same thing yeah. of raising the age of retirement, but they want to raise it, I think, to 64. Whereas the Republicans want to raise it to 70. In, in our country, a much richer country than France. So, it, and, and, you know, the thing is that I'm really, what I'm really worried about is that the Republicans will pass that and they'll, then they'll dig in on uh, raising the debt limit and the Demo- and certain Democrats, conservative Democrats, who kind of secretly want to raise the age of retirement also, who believe that that's the responsible thing to do, they, they'll use that as an excuse. And when I say certain Democrats, I'm talking about Joe Biden. I, I mean, although not only Joe Biden, but, you know, that he's the one that matters because he's the one that has to sign it, and he will lead the negotiation in terms of telling the Senate Democrats what to do. Uh, so, so that's really what worries me, is that the Republicans will use the, that that that's the the um, the end result of the, that three page agreement that you were referring to. That right. no one has ever seen. that no one has ever seen. And and they say it doesn't exist. We know it exists. You know, well, people have said that they've had it in their hands. Yes. So yes. So exactly. And there's oh no, there is no there's no nothing. There's no three page agreement. Yeah, there is. And stop lying. These people just lie like they speak. That's why the Santos guy. I guess is away with it. Gets away with it. And did you hear that now um Speaker McCarthy's buffer is only two votes? Because did you hear <laughs> what he happened? He fell off a roof. He fell off a roof. <laughs> well, actually a ladder that was going up to the roof. Uh so yes, yeah, so he he fell and and they keep saying that it's not life threatening yet. They <gasps> use the word yet. Really? Which, means he's probably very, very, very damaged. And since the Republicans got rid of, um, you know, absentee voting, you know, that's a big danger. The district next door is Vern Buchanan. And he's he's so angry. He supported um, uh, McCarthy for speaker. Right. And, you know, he never made a peep about, about it. And he was definitely a supporter. And then all of a sudden, the committee chairmanship that he thought was his and that he's been waiting for to get all this time uh, was taken away and given to given to some crackpot uh, right-wing extremist and so he's very very angry and he's threatening to retire now he's a multi-millionaire in terms of i don't know 30 40 50 million dollars he doesn't have to be worried about uh this shitty job he's got in congress anyway and he's so mad at mccarthy and has voiced that anger right to his face yes no one's Apparently, I saw something on one of the news aggregator sites like Ross Story or Crooks and Liars or something where Vern Buchanan basically cursed him out on the floor. Like it called it it said, fuck you or use the F word. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I, I thought I had pulled the article, but I don't know where it is. Um, Yeah. So and and then there's others. I mean, Santos is just a matter of time before he's in jail. He's not. He he's definitely going to go to jail, and not for saying he was Jewish, and not for saying he worked at Goldman Sachs, and not to say not for saying that his mother died in 9/11, and not because he killed the, the dog with cancer. Yep. None of those things are going to put him in jail. What's going to put him in jail is that he, he took he took Russian money uh, to win his congressional race and oh. didn't report it properly. <gasps> what uh, what's going to put him in jail is his his participation in a straw donor. 
uh, operation, which is completely illegal, and that does put people in jail. So he has done criminal stuff, and for that reason, he'll be in jail. Now, how long is that going to take? I don't know. And the Republicans have no shame. They'll never get rid of him no matter what he does. Uh, Peter King, who who represented Long Island as mm-hmm. well, no, not the identical district. The districts were changed, but he basically had the south shore of Long Island, but some of, a little bit, because of the change of uh, Sanchez's district, went into the district that Peter King has now. And Peter King wrote a very interesting piece in the New York Times, I think it was yesterday, uh, saying that, um, first of all, that McCarthy, he didn't use his name, but he said the Republicans should get rid of this guy, and they need to, and they should work on it immediately. And second, he, he said he should, they should be, he should be brought up um, uh, at the ethics committee and then should be voted out of Congress. Yeah. And then secondly, he said, since this is going to take a really long time, this guy should like face up to reality and just re- resign. Yes, he should. Except if he does, that leaves Kevin McCarthy with what? A one vote buffer. Now what happens, Howie, if, you know, through attrition and this stuff. So another, another Stubby falls off the roof or, and, or another Santos comes in and he winds up. Remember, there are Republicans who haven't been vaccinated. Marjorie Trader Greene yep. has not been vaccinated and doesn't wear a mask. There's every chance in the world that she can get COVID. And if she gets COVID, she could she, be very, very sick and be absolutely. out for a long time. She could be. something better could happen to her than that. That's right. Uh, So, yeah, she's not the only one. There are a whole bunch of them who have not been vaccinated. And, you know, in China, I think I was hearing on the radio, 90 million people have COVID now. Yeah. I I mean, you know what that means? That means they're going to breed new variations to this thing. And they're going to bring them all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, the COVID's not going away, and it's on the rise here. And yet, the idiot governor of this state made a big show yesterday, of yes. or the day before now, of saying, "I put into effect uh, uh, prohibitions against mask and vaccine mandates. Now Forever. we're going to make them permanent." And, Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> d- did you hear though? This doctor, he brought up this doctor to. Um, uh, to one of his medical advisors, who's a radiologist, uh, his name is Dr. Tim Boyette of Florida, and he he's saying do not get vaccinated. And and frankly, Howie, I'm I'm disturbed that this clip has not been everywhere. Let me play for you just a little bit of what this so-called doctor said as he warned people don't get vaccinated. Mandates so-called doctor. So-called, doctor. so-called doctor. Yes. Not a doctor. No, he is. He's a radiologist. But listen to what he's saying here. He's saying, don't get vaccinated. Pray to Jesus. Listen to this. Officials' recommendations over the you past few it. years have left many feeling powerless, angry, and confused. So, however, these challenging, seemingly upside-down years have brought many of us, including myself, closer in our faith with our Heavenly Father. And I want to encourage you, I want to, in recognition of that, encourage you to reach out and call out to Jesus and seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God before you get vaccinated. Reach out to Jesus. You mean believing or does it mean dying? I have no idea. He said before, don't get vaccinated. First, embrace Jesus. Reach out to Jesus before you get vaccinated. What what the hell? (laughs) Well, I, I reach out to Jesus every morning, so I'm, I'm good with that. 
But uh, the idea of not getting vaccinated, that, that, I mean, he should lose his license. Yes. Well, the, the Surgeon General, so-called Surgeon General of Florida, this guy Latipo, says the same thing. He, t- he says, tells people not to get vaccinated. Hey, even more on death sentence. Did you hear what he said the other day? Listen, listen to this. You'll love this one. Joe Latipo can talk a little bit more about it. Like almost every study now is said with these new boosters, you're more likely to get infected with the bivalent booster. No, you're not. So what possible reason could you force that? And we're one of only a few countries in the entire world that imposes that. I don't even think China imposes that (laughs) anymore. All right. I I just can take him imposes we don't impose anything we don't impose anything and he's giving is he a doctor you're more likely to get covid if you've been boosted with a bivalent booster where does he get this shit applauding him why were they applauding because they're wing nuts they're they're they've drunk the kool-aid i don't know this because of florida yeah this is what we're dealing with here (laughs) horrifying absolutely horrifying right and this is why i'm killing people oh yes that you have a nickname for him more on death sentence governor death sentence that's why Mm. (laughs) it's really scary oh um yeah that's why we're getting the hell out of here any Uh, progress on that uh april we're we're leaving in april i mean i'm making slow progress and packing up the house that's that's the hold up i i am procrastinating in every way possible i'm doing what about finding a place if you you haven't found a place yet right no 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 and what we're going to do is find like an airbnb so we're going to go out around you know the middle of april um and we're, we'll get a place reserved for a week or two. And look, we're going to rent. I mean, we're not buying anything, so we're going to rent. And I've been watching. I've been watching the rents, looking and seeing what's available. We're hoping. In Phoenix I'm ho- or in Tucson? Um, in the Phoenix area, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that, um, you know, by mid-April, that's the end of season. You know, tourist season is the winter months because people go there to get away from the cold elsewhere. They don't stay for the heat in the summer. So I'm hoping the rents will at least come down a little bit and we'll find a place after season ends. That's one of the reasons we're waiting until April. I see. Yeah. Okay, well, that's exciting. Yeah. So we'll go out there. We'll find a place and move in. And you'll be there. And we'll be there. So, yeah. So that's happening. Um uh yeah so by the way uh, so there's one other story that i want to mention that uh uh, this also just broke just a little while ago they sent out alerts from all the big papers supreme court says it cannot identify the person who leaked the draft of the opinion that overturned roe v wade really because i have a pretty good idea who it was because he did it before you think it's kavanaugh no i'm thinking alito Oh, Alito. Interesting. Alito, we learned, is the one who told the Hobby Lobby people before the uh, before the the decision on their case was announced. We now know that he told them months earlier that the 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 case is decided in their favor and gave them time to get their whole PR push together uh, so that they could get all their messaging ready so that when the news broke that Hobby Lobby won at the Supreme Court and was able to say, no, we don't have to uh, 
give birth control as part of insurance to our employees that, that you know, they were ready to go with uh, the good response. Um, Alito did it before. Of course he did this. I can't prove well, it, but I believe he did. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what kind of a investigation the Supreme Court did. I have no idea. My suspicion is not a very thorough one. Right. The funny thing is you've got all these right wingers yelling about this as well. I mean, you know, uh, Bobert is on and and uh, is on you uh, on uh, what's it called uh, Twitter all the time, uh-huh. screaming about how uh, uh, it's outrageous. I, I assume that she thinks that one of the liberals did it. Oh, well, that's what they've been saying all along until we found out that that Alito did this before. You know, history repeats. Um, I, I the minute I, I mean, I suspected he that, that he had done it. But the minute I heard about the Hobby Lobby thing, it's like, that's it. That's all I needed to hear. Um, and uh, one other thing. So I want to I want to I know you already don't re- you don't really like Eric Swalwell, do you? Um, he's, I have mixed feelings about right, him. I, right, he's I, not. I mostly, I mostly don't like him, mm-hmm. but I like some of the things he does. Right. Okay. Me too. And he's been on my show, and he's a nice guy, and he's not as progressive as I would like. But boy, yeah. did he step in it! And somebody just on Twitter told me he did the same thing on the View yesterday. I what saw that. I saw this clip. From uh, he was on Nicole Wallace's show. Let me just play for you what he said, and I, I'm I'm guessing you'll have the same reaction I did. All right, it, it's a few few seconds here. A, a former candidate shooting up the homes of lawmakers uh, that that will beget more violence, and that's why it's so important. You know, we can't stop all violence, but we can speak out unified against all violence. Is there a more robust role in that speaking I, I need- out for the current leadership of the FBI? I'm going to pull go a little further because it's further down. Posting images of people, you know, who were uh, responsible. Uh, they also uh, have asked us to fund more uh, to protect, like synagogues, for example. Mm-hmm. There's a FEMA program that provides judges. Uh, and- yeah, and then we should protect judges. And, of course. And we also have a you know responsibility on our side. I, I will condemn every single day Antifa and, and anyone who you know threatens political violence. Did you hear that? I will condemn every single day. Antifa. Antifa. He seemed to be, uh, you know, putting Antifa in the same category as, uh, you know, all these right-wing militias. Yes. And they're talking about the guy in New Mexico who hired people to shoot up the homes of Democrats. And he's equating that to Antifa. And so I called him out on it. And somebody just tweeted at me who heard my opening rant about this because I went a bit apoplectic over it. And she said he said the same exact thing on The View. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, he's he, he's 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 always been a, a conservative Democrat. He's gotten a little bit more progressive as he's been in in Congress, but he's still you know he's still not a progressive. That's right. for sure. That's the problem. Um, so I tweeted at him. I did a whole three tweet Twitter thread last night because I was on fire over this. I was like, "Are I you kidding imagine. me?" And he's ignored it. And I, he follows me on Twitter. That's how he came on the show because we we direct messaged each other. And, mm-hmm. and so I put this, and he, he's just ignoring it, which makes it even worse. Yeah, well, what, what, how could he, he, there's no way for him to defend himself. What no. he can do is apologize, but they don't want to do that. No, I know. I, I just, I, I, have to, I have to call out evil when I see it. And, and doing the both-siders thing, especially is exactly in this case, doing. 
is exactly what he was doing. And, it, it, you know, he, he knows better than that. Oh, yeah, well. he's just reverting to his old instincts. So I uh, don't want to give anything away here, but uh, I am having a conference call uh, at exactly 3 o'clock with uh, a candidate for president, and uh, I have to uh, get on that because Ooh. I don't want to. I don't want to be the laggard who uh, who came late. Oh, go. Okay. Um, then go. We'll pick this up next week. Howie Klein, find him at downwithtyranny.com. On the Twitters at Down With Tyranny. And, of course, the Blue America Pack, although we don't have candidates to support yet. You can still, I'm we do, guessing. We do, we do. We have oh. uh, Lucas Kunz oh. running Senate. We, have we had him on the show? Oh, a million times. And and we were talking about it. And Okay, so he's back. He's definitely running again? Awesome. He has announced that he's running. He's doing. He's campaigning. He's uh, he's uh, better than ever. Awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes, he's been on a number of times. He's my pal. Oh, I'm thrilled. Okay, now go find us a good presidential candidate. <laughs> Thank you. Talk okay. You later. Thanks, Howie. Bye, Howie Klein. Um, he'll be back next week, and maybe we can find out who he was talking about. Okay. So, uh, tomorrow on the show. Dave Mason, not only Dave Mason. So we recorded that on Monday. I'll give you the whole background before I air the the thing. Also, I'll be joined by John Sinton at the top of the hour. John Sinton was the original program director of Air America Radio. On Saturday, Saturday, uh, January 21st, is the 13th anniversary of not only the end of Air America, but also when the Supreme Court ruled on Citizens United. It's an auspicious anniversary. Anyway, we'll deal with all of it tomorrow right here. So be here. Be there. Be here. Be, don't be square. <laughs> I'm going to go. Um, I'll leave you with the news. Thank you for listening. And uh, I, I will, uh, oh, God, I will uh, see you tomorrow with Dave Mason. Yeah. You shouldn't have took more than you gave, baby. All right. Bye. It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Today's the day. The U.S. is expected to reach its debt limit. This according to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. But Congress does have a few months to negotiate until the government defaults, which it shouldn't do. The debt ceiling is the maximum amount the federal government is able to borrow to finance the obligations that have already been approved. So the debt ceiling currently stands at $31.4 trillion. It's been modified more than 100 times since World War II. Somehow during the last administration, it was never an issue because the Democrats weren't irresponsible. And with the Republicans holding the White House, they didn't play those games. But now that Democrats are in control, here they go again. So once we hit that debt limit, the Treasury Department implements extraordinary measures that will delay the default in order to avoid a financial crisis. Reportedly, we'll be okay until June or July, but I still don't have confidence that the Republicans will do the right thing. It's all politics. The debt ceiling should just be eliminated. Moving on, COVID cases are rising worldwide and here in the U.S. So what is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis doing? He's now pushing to permanently ban coronavirus vaccine and face mask mandates here in the Sunshine State. DeSantis signed measures in 2021 that made Florida the first state in the country to threaten businesses with fines if they required workers to get a COVID-19 vaccine. 
DeSantis also wants to prevent doctors from losing their medical licenses if they take positions that contradict medical consensus. For example, the state's so-called Surgeon General is an anti-vaxxer. And now because of this posturing, medical experts have noted a national decline in childhood vaccination numbers. And that's why we're seeing measles outbreaks, among others. Just one more reason I call this state Florida. While we're on the subject of DeSantis, well, it's expected from this guy, but it's just unbelievable. Florida has now blocked the college board from testing a pilot advanced placement African-American studies curriculum under DeSantis's Stop Woke Act, which bans the teaching of critical race theory. Huh? In a letter, his administration said the curriculum, quote, is inexplicably contrary to state law and, quote, lacks educational value. This pilot course has already been tested at 60 schools across the country. One of the nation's foremost experts on African-American history, Henry Louis Gates, who helped develop the curriculum, told Time magazine back in September, quote, AP African-American studies is not critical race theory. It's not the 1619 project. It is a mainstream, rigorously vetted academic approach to a vibrant field of study. And again, DeSantis said that it, quote, lacks educational value. That's Ron DeSantis. Some news on the global stage. New Zealand's prime minister, the very popular Jacinda Ardern, unexpectedly announced that she's resigning within a few weeks. She said in a statement, quote, I know what this job takes. And I know that I no longer have enough in the tank to do it justice. So her term will likely end by February 7th. That's when she expects a new Labour prime minister will be sworn in. When Ardern became prime minister in 2017, she was only 37. She became only the second world leader to give birth while in office after Pakistan's Benazir Bhutto. She earned global praise for leading New Zealand through a series of crises, including that deadly Christchurch mosque shooting and its aftermath, and the COVID pandemic. The center-left Labor Party caucus will vote for a new leader on Sunday. Then on the other end of the spectrum, there's Israel, where the Supreme Court yesterday ruled that a politician, Arya Derry, who has been convicted of tax fraud, was not fit to serve as a senior government minister and should be removed by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's new right-wing coalition. But they said Netanyahu was fit to serve? That's what I don't get. Netanyahu is still on trial on corruption allegations. Sound familiar? Sound dangerous? Pay attention, everybody. Uh, but I digress. Ten of the 11 Supreme Court judges agreed that Derry, who leads the ultra-Orthodox Shas party and serves as Netanyahu's interior and health minister, was ineligible for public office due to his, quote, backlog of criminal convictions. And finally, a judge in Florida on Friday rejected the former guy, Donald Trump's effort to dismiss the sexual assault case brought against him by author E. Jean Carroll. And he lost his motion to keep the deposition secret. So now we're seeing details. Oh, boy. During the deposition in October, Trump was shown a 1987 photo that featured him, his accuser and her husband and his then wife, Ivana Trump. Pointing to Carroll, Donald Trump declared, quote, it's Marla. Well, Roberta Kaplan, the attorney for Carol, responded, you're saying Marla is in this photo? And Trump replied, that's Marla. Yeah, that's my wife. Referring to Marla Maples, his second ex-wife. And then one of Trump's attorneys said, no, that's Carol. And Trump replied, oh, I see. Popcorn's ready. 
All we need now is the trial date. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is supported by you, the listener, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.